Welcome to the League of Learning Wild Rift podcast. Here we are looking to help new players grow their knowledge and continue improving in the game. We have a sponsor. Their name is Beardfish Gaming. They sell magic and Pokemon on TCGplayer.com. So if you want to support the podcast, feel free to buy cards from Beardfish Gaming or Beardfish Direct on TCGplayer.com. We also have some social medias you can follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handles are all Learn Wild Rift or at Learn Wild Rift, so feel free to look us up there. If you have any questions or things you'd like to let us know about our podcast and how we can improve it, you can email us at learnwildrift at gmail.com. We also have a Reddit that's r slash learnwildrift, and we have a Discord and YouTube as well. So feel free to follow us on there. We're trying to grow all these communities, so every person matters, and we are looking forward to meeting all of you. Chunko. Oh, that's a good way to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the League of Learning Wild Rift podcast. I'm Hispanic Link. I'm one of your hosts today. Who else we got checking in? Sound off. I'm Chunko, uh, known as Ryan. Also known as Ryan in real life. Also known as Kanan yeah. sometimes in game. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Emily. Good job. Your classic intro. I'm really glad you're sticking with the classic here. <laughs> I told you I was going to, so. Who are you in game? Emmy. Emmy? Real original. Oh, that's like Emily without the L-Y. It is. Okay, alright. Not Emu, Emmy. Wow. <laughs> right? Way, way to bring that up. Just to be sure? Okay. Alright. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shout outs to all our listeners. We actually, I have a, a list of people I want to shout out today. I want to shout out our international listeners we have folks from switzerland the netherlands germany australia united kingdom new zealand and the philippines tuning in so thank you all so much for your support wherever you be coming from reddit facebook any of these groups that i've been posting our podcast in thank you so much for that support it really does mean a lot and uh hopefully you know we'll keep seeing you around and if you guys are checking in from these places let us know how you found out about us, you know. Feel free to hit us up on our social medias or in our emails. We definitely want to learn more about our listener base and talk about the things you guys want to hear about. So don't be afraid to email us or reach out to us in any other way. Yeah, and hopefully we're getting better <laughs> every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good reception on episode five, uh, four. So episode five hopefully will release well. And uh, episode six, at the very least, I think we're hitting this up strong so far. At least I feel the confidence in my voice. That's good. Thank you. Very nice. Good for you. All right. So do you guys have any exciting updates in your playtime recently? Ryan, do you have anything? I know I've been seeing you on the app every once in a while. Well, first of all, I'm going to try and keep my chair squeakiness down to a minimum. It recently (laughs) broke this week, so it might be that hard. But forgive me in advance. You know, I know it's a pain in the butt. I forgive you. Don't worry. 
As far as playtime, I haven't played too many like actual PvP games or ranked, but I have been trying to speedrun bot games just to see how fast I can complete, you know, explode the enemy nexus in, you know, in a bot game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so far I'm, you know, I'm consistently around 10 minutes and with my fastest run being around nine and a half. And I think there's room for improvement there. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool, pretty fun way for me to play the game. You know, I get to practice micro mechanics and, um, you know, it's pretty stress-free. I can, I can, you know, they're just bot games. So I can just leave whenever I want. You know, I don't have to spend 20 minutes playing the whole game because I have a fairly, distra- I have five cats uh, and, you know, my wife and I foster cats all the time and, you know, we have a fairly disruptive life. So it's nice to be able to just drop a game, you know, it doesn't, you know, and, and not up- impact four to nine other people's experience. Yeah, no AFKs. Nobody's going to yell at yeah. you if you need to, you know, suddenly go attend to your life. So honestly, you know what? I get it. If that's how you want to play, man, like I totally get just running some bots and customs. I can't do it because I get too mad at how bad the bots are. I get no assistance on anything. I go to their lane to try and push their lane and they just leave immediately. No help. Don't help me kill champs. Don't help me push towers. They're trying. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to keep the bat, the map balanced. You know, if you if you move to another lane, they're like, oh, I got a lane swap. I gotta be a good teammate. You it's know? so frustrating <laughs> when I go bot as a top laner to try and like help push the lane, and all of a sudden it's two v one in top lane and two v one in bottom lane. It's like, thank you, thank you, bots. This is exactly what I needed from you. And you know, we were gonna <laughs> cover this later, but I guess we can just cover it now. Ain't no reason why we can't cover the speed running section. So. League of Learning Wild Rift Podcast has come up with a breaking new format. (laughs) So the way we've been playing our games is generally either on PvP or on Elemental Rift, depending on how you like to set up your custom games or what's available. You go in and you set up yourself in whatever lane you'd like. You set yourself up with nine other bots. And your goal is to, as Ryan alluded to earlier, we're going to try and push the Nexus down as fast as we can. Ryan's current fastest is nine and a half minutes on Jinx, if I remember correctly. Is that right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. And our other friend, Chim Chim slash Derek, is also working on speedrunning. And his fastest time is also with Jinx. And so if you're looking for an easy way to start picking up this format, taking Jinx into the ADC lane where you have a support bot to help you is a pretty good way to start getting some fast times and some good reps in. Now, the goals here are to try and pick items that are advantageous to helping you end the game as quickly as possible. So things like teleport, boots of swiftness, uh, things like hall breaker, other items that maybe make your attack speed faster can potentially be really good, can potentially be really good. Here's the thing. I don't like Boots of Swiftness. I really rely on Lifesteal from the Lifesteal games. Really? That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that much. I definitely know that, like, Plated Steel Caps is not where you want to be. Like, you pro- there's a couple uh, boots that you probably don't want. Like, I don't think Stone Plates is where you want to be. Like, Teleport is the truth. Being able to go push another lane really, really quickly is very important in this quote-unquote format of play. Yeah, I think either Teleport or Protobilt. I'm still undecided on which one's better. Because you really only get one teleport, whereas you get multiple protobelt usages. We also have a highly contentious debate in our group on whether Rift Herald is worth it or not. But most of my fastest times come with Rift Herald, so I think it is. I think Rift Herald is probably almost always worth it. I don't. The thing that I think is most most not worth it is Holebreaker. 
Have you tried any Hullbreaker runs so far? To be honest, no, because my fast I have the fastest run, and it was without Hullbreaker, so I feel justified in not having used it. Well, also, you play almost strictly the ADC role as well, right? Because you believe that's the best way to push down the lanes? Uh, n- n- like, r- my last few runs have been ADC, but I've played... I- I think I've tried a lot of jungle. I don't think jungle works, especially with the current state of it. And I think there are mid laners that can work. Like, I think Corky is a pretty strong pick when you take a mid lane. So, no, I don't think I only play ADC. Uh, I just think I talk about Jinx the most because she's pretty she's pretty, pretty hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think my best runs right now, I have two. The first one is action, and it's in mid with a Hallbreaker build at 10 minutes and 15 seconds, and I do think there was room for improvement, especially since I died once. That's another thing mm-hmm. is the less you die, and this is proven in our format, the less you die, the more successful you will be because you have more time on the map and less time not doing nothing and running around. So, actually, actually, maybe. Like, I think depending on... So, if it's early enough uh, in the game, I think it basically functions the same as a recall, so I do think there is room for maybe one death. So I also think there's room in the... in the, There might be a strategy, if you really are getting kind of, like, crazy with it, where you actually don't get as many kills as you, as you possibly can, because <laughs> bots are really dumb, and, like, <laughs> you can exploit parts of their, like, AI, so, like, you can keep them at, like, in lane at low health, for really long periods of time, just by kind of like getting in, in range every time they want to recall and like letting them regen a little bit of health so that they stay a little longer. And right. And so what you end up doing, you can kind of hold them hostage a little bit in lane. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep them and zone them off, off the wave and keep them like in lane, but not get out of experience range. You can build up a pretty big advantage very quickly. And like the reason you don't want to kill them is because like if you kill them, they, they, they come back with full health and, you know, and they, they come back in the lane and they, they get more experience, right? If you just kind of zone them off and like, just don't ever kill them, you can get to like level seven or eight by the time they get level, hit level five. <laughs> and by that time, like it, you then you just start killing them as much, you know, as much as you want. Right. But you can kind of like snowball a little, the lead a little bit, like very heavily um, before, and then before you start killing them. And the, the benefit there also is that, you know, they, the enemy team has a much, much weaker champion to prevent you from ending the game as fast as possible. So I'm, I'm trying to play around with that a little bit and, and see if I can kind of do it reliably. Yeah, that's interesting. And something I want to note real quick. So some people might get caught up on the fact of you are exploiting the AI and that for that reason, this isn't a real way to play League because you're you're tricking the bots. You're, you know, working around expo- exploitations of the bots. I just want to say, if you think, look, look at me in the eyes, people that are watching and or listening, if you think that you can't exploit the AI of players, you are absolutely <laughs> mistaken. You can absolutely trick and mess with players, and you can try and trade positively with players and eventually wombo combo them out. I do it all the time. It is absolutely true. Today I had a ranked game actually where I started off 0-1, and I messaged my team in chat, and I'm like, you know what? Let's play safe. Let's just farm it out and see where it goes. And I ended up going 10-1-4 that game and absolutely crushing my opponents. So sometimes you just got to make them feel safe to get dangerous a little bit later, you know? I know, for real. I, yeah, 100%. You know, and, like, I think, you know, there's room for kind of all different kinds of expressions of skill in, in League of Legends, right? Like, you know, I, this this manipulating the AI of, of 
bots probably doesn't translate well in, in, you know, to other aspects of the game. But whatever. I'm not playing other aspects of the game. I have fun doing this. So No, that's totally fine. I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. I want, hopefully, we'll, we'll have a website up for our podcast eventually. And eventually, hopefully, on that that website in the future, we'll get some sort of leaderboard or something going. People can submit some times or something. It'd be cool. Don't give out all our secrets yet. I don't think some of these other podcasts have their own dedicated website yet. That's going to be our secret weapon. But I like I know so like you know like Antonio here uh, mentioned our friend, our friend Chim Chim. He uh, he and I are, are pretty close in our record time. So, but it's just us two. I bet if we got some other people, some of our listeners trying this, they'd crush us. You know, I, I'm positive a sub nine minute run is possible. So what now, Derek? We be two immortals locked in battle from now until the end of time. Hmm? <laughs> so yeah, there's that. All right, okay. Is there anything else we should bring up about speedrunning? I feel like we've pretty much covered all the things we need to. If you have any sweet record runs or anything, or if you want to send us a video so we can verify your record run, like please do. We're definitely also looking for tips on how to make it better ourselves. So if somebody puts down an eight and a half minute run, we're going to know what we want to know what cheats they were using. We want to know what bots and, you know, AIs they may be running because clearly nobody could outpace us at our own, you know, format. We are the creators. I also think uh, Ezreal's pretty strong flow through. Anyway, what else do we have on the docket for today? Uh, the next thing we have on the docket is actually our fabled time old question that we hit every episode. So we got to know, <laughs> Emily, how many team boosts do you have at this point? I just looked. It's 71. Oh, we're down one from last time. Now, there is something to note here, isn't there, Emily? Yeah. So I was at 74. We played a couple days ago. I got down to 71, and then the game gave me more team boosts. Three more, to be in fact. How dare it! So I was back up at 74 and then had to play more games. So What a travesty, having to play this game that we talk about. Well, it's frustrating when you're trying to get your team boosts down, and then they just give them right back. It's almost like the intention is for you to use them. Clearly, you just have to play 70 games. <laughs> in a row? Yeah. Just Obviously. I'll uh, lose, my, lose my mind. But You would probably but lose I... your interest in the game if you forced yourself through 70 in a row. Yeah, probably. I did 18, and honestly, that was a rough day. <laughs> yeah. But that happened last week, where I was at 72, and then I got down to 70, and then they gave me two more team boosts it's like they don't want me to get less they're just giving them back to me they want you to play more <laughs> that's the key but why are they why are they giving them to me so they're back up to where exactly i was though because most people don't treat it like a measurement of progress <laughs> like most people use them they're like they use them as incentive to play <laughs> It has another thing. I think you might be the first player. No, that's not true. But you might be the first one I've heard on Wild Rift complaining about the free things Riot is giving away. <laughs> there are too many bonuses. I can't deal with all these free val these free value things you're giving me. How will I ever survive? I'm it's drowning. It's too many. Valley. It's too many. <laughs> I used them all. What's your problem? Just play two thousand games. Yeah. 
Yeah, just 2,000 games. Easy peasy. I don't want to play that many games. Why not? It seems like a totally healthy relationship to have with a mobile game on your phone. I disagree. You know, two thousand. This... Oh, God. 2,000 games in a year. Hmm. That's impressive. How many days are there in a year? <laughs> it may be Tyler 1, but he's not Tyler number 1. <laughs> oh man antonio 2 coming to a twitch near you here it comes yeah it's actually uh-huh, hispanic uh-huh. link 7 <laughs> <laughs> all right so we do have another topic we can stop roasting emily about her team boost and we can stop roasting me about my lack of a social life <laughs> and we can move on to our next topic which is wild rift icons are coming up which is super exciting they're actually so by the time this podcast releases it'll actually have been started already but that's okay for uh icons it's a global pro tournament the play-in phase is from june 14th to the 18th there's going to be 16 teams divided into four groups of four teams with teams from the same region not being drawn into the same group so if there's four hey, teams from good question go ahead you said icons is icons a tournament yes Okay, so it's not actual icons that people can unlock. It's icons as a tournament. Wild Rift icons as a tournament. That is correct. Yep. And so the tournament starts with a play-in phase. 16 teams get divided into four different groups, four teams each, Mm -hmm. obviously. No teams from the same region will be in a group as each other. So, like, the China teams won't play against each other. The North American teams won't play against each other, so on and so forth. Like, every different region is going to be separated you know, so they're not playing each other and potentially eliminating each other from the tournament. It's going to be a double elimination bracket in the pay- playoff phase, play-in phase, excuse me. All matches are best of three, and the top two teams from each group will advance to the group stage. Now, the group stage is going to take first from take place from the 21st to the 25th. There's 16 teams divided into four groups of four teams again, with teams from the same region, nor in the same play-ins group, not being in the groups together again. Each region champion is going to be placed directly at this stage. It's going to be another double elimination bracket. All matches are going to be in a played in a best of three format again. And the top two teams from each group will advance to the knockout stage. Ooh. Emily, you looked like maybe you had a question. Is that what I saw? Did I see a flash of a hand? Yeah, but I am rereading the notes and I answered my own question. All right. Sounds good. The next stage, (laughs) leg three of the tournament, if you will, takes place from July 1st to the 9th. Oh, man, we're going to be in Canada that week, so I'm going to have to watch in Canada. That's fine. Uh, It's a knockout stage. It's single elimination. Quarterfinals and semifinals are played in a best of five. And finals is played in a best of seven. The long haul. Got to win four to win. That's a seven. Gosh, dang. That's a lot of league. That could be up to seven games of league at 30 minutes a piece. That's like three and a half hours of league. Do these pro games really last 30 whole minutes? No, they don't. Most of them are like 15 to 20 minutes tops. But like right. if you, if like at the maximum capacity, like 30 minutes each. If we're in the finals and we're at 30 minute games, I'm like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Would you rather them be a stop? Aren't 30 minute games potentially good? Or does that mean uh, both teams are bad and can't end the game? Exactly. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. Like, like good game, like, it, like good games can be quick because it means like you know a team acted decisively and it's like we know how we want to end the game. You know, they they had a plan and did it. Is Vex out already? Oh wait, never mind. This never mind. I'm watching something else. No, the next champs are going to be Nautilus and Pike. Yeah. 
That's exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited for Nautilus. He's getting played a lot. Astronautilus is a skin, too. That's cool. I know. Astronautilus looks so good. Well, sorry, Hank, before, before we talk about that, the tournament sounds really awesome. We should watch it, and as, you know, in each stage, we'll talk about what, you know, what we watched and the cool things, and um hope you guys watch the tournament, too. Um, the more people watch these tournaments, the more people will invest in, you know, esports scenes, and, you know, the better yeah. it is for everyone. A hundred percent, and I think uh, it's going to be streamed on YouTube and Twitch, so you'll have multiple ways to potentially view it, and I believe the YouTube streams will actually have multiple languages available as well, so keep an eye out for that. Oh, I heard that creak. You ain't getting away with that one. (laughs) Ben's trying to get up on my chair, and I'm like trying to make sure he doesn't sink his nasty claws claws into the back of of my back. Yep. (laughs) Yep. One last thing I want to talk about for this uh, tournament is the prize pool. So the initial prize pool of the tournament is two million U.S. dollars broken up among the people who prize. That's a lot of cheese dust. That's so much money. That's more money than I've ever had. Yeah. Like, think about how much cheese dust you could buy. That's so much cheese dust, bro. Think of all the Cheetos you could dust with those cheese dusts. So much. Uh, in addition, and also on top of that, not just the two million dollars. There's an additional 25% of all Majestic Empress Morgana skin sales that are going to be equally distributed to the top eight teams of this tournament. That's pretty cool. I know another MOBA is very notable for how big their prize pools are because throughout the entire year, Defense of the Ancients 2, the game, Dota 2, uh, actually collects a portion of all sales and it puts it towards the prize pool for all the players. Alright, so I did some math. Alright, so prize pool. Which just, that's just, that's the total price, right? That doesn't yeah. mean a team's gonna walk away two million bucks. However, right. you, you know, you can buy a pound of cheese dust on Amazon. Oh my god. <laughs> for $15. So, if, if you, you know, if you math that out, that's 133,000 jars of cheese dust. That's the prize pool. That's a lot of cheese dust. I've never wanted one of our episodes to have video more than this one because I just want people to see the face of Emily and I listening to you talk about this cheese dust, man. It is truly, truly an iconic moment. And honestly, so we've been keeping track of some of our best catchphrases from our show, etc., etc. At least I have for merchandise ideas. Think about the amount of cheese dust you can buy. It's going to be one of our t-shirts. <laughs> so. I just think every prize pool should be given in U.S., every relevant international currency, and also cheese dust. You know what? Everybody can have a dream, and if that's yours, Ryan, I hope someday you get to see it true. Remember, 133,000 jars of cheese dust is the prize pool for this tournament. That's a lot of cheese dust. That's more cheese dust than I've ever had. It just straight up it is. Uh. I hope, actually. Um. All right. Okay. I think I that's... do have a question. Oh. Yeah. Is it about cheese dust? No. <laughs> I hope it's about cheese dust. Because <laughs> that's really what we need a question about. <laughs> no. So you the notes say play in their 16 teams, but and then the top two teams from each group advances to the group stage. But then the group stage also has 16 teams. So I'm confused. Let's see if we can clear this up right quick. 
Okay, so there are teams that are already in the group stage. There are eight teams that are already in the group stage, right? So 16 teams are not in the group stage already and are in the play or have to play in for the the next eight spots. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, so 16 teams okay. are playing to join the eight teams already in the group stage. Do you know how those eight teams got into the group stage? I can find out in one second. I was going to say, like, generally speaking, like, how do teams get pre-qualified for the group stage? Is it performance in previous tournaments? or Probably. I have no idea how this, how this series works. That's fair. They pay people off. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll, you'll notice that in the play-ins, the top two teams from each group advantage to the stage. Uh, group stage. So, with four groups, that's 18. So, that's where you get your, your success. Yeah. Um, so, it looks like... Um, so it looks like the top team in each region probably is automatically seeded into the group stage, and then the you know the the rest of the teams have to have to go through the play in stage. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. Why it's sixteen and sixteen? Yeah. So <laughs> it is, it's a strong incentive to win your region because you just get you get a buy in the play in stage. Something else to note is that not every region has the same amount of teams that will be entered. So I think it's like Southeast Asia gets four teams. North America, I think, gets three teams. Uh, I believe uh, it's not Latin America. It's South America gets like two teams. I think the Philippines gets like two or three teams. Korea, I think, gets four. Oh, yeah. So seeded into group stage champions from each series. And then seeded into play-ins is there was uh, it's based on each region's like final standings, and then there was also a quali- like a last chance qualifier for one of the, for one of the regions. It looks like. Also worth noting is that there's different levels of tournaments. So these players that are the best in the regions are playing in the top level tournaments, the pro level tournaments that are available in the regions to figure out yeah. where they're seeding. And they play throughout in multiple of these tournaments throughout the year. So that way the seeding chart is constantly getting, you know, moved around, except for whatever team's faker on. He never moves. It just it just means that by, at the end of this, you just have to play us. Yeah, exactly. We're the final bosses of North America. Of the world, actually. <laughs> we're, we're international. You said it at the beginning. We're the Elite Four minus one tonight. <laughs> All right. Yeah. My tooth hurts. <laughs> so I think that's tournament play. Oh, also worth noting is tournament draft works slightly different than normal draft in that each team gets three bands to start. That's how it first happens. And that alternates one, two, two, one between team one and team two. And then one team gets to pick a champ, the next team gets to pick two. That happens up till each team has three champions. Then two more bands happen per team. One per one team, two for team two, and then one for the first team again. And then the last two picks happening, alternating one, two, one. And that's how uh, pro play draft works. Once you watch it a couple times, you'll get it. It's kind of hard to just, at least hard for me to kind of grasp just talking about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and one of the one of the reasons why the bans don't happen all at once is that way. If you notice the enemy team is trying to draft a certain concept, like just introduces more strategy into the into the draft, right? Like you know, you know it makes you know scouting your team, you know, your enemy team relevant, right? Knowing what their favorite champions are, what their tendencies are, what their backups are, right? Like the team comps they like to play, and since you you know with the, the draft structured this way, it just gives you a lot more opportunity to to interact with your opponents uh, in the draft. Yeah, I agree. 
Alright, something else to note is patch 3.2 has officially released. It hasn't been implemented into the app just yet at this point, but coming with the 3.2 patch are some skins. We're getting Resistance Katarina, we're getting Resistance Misfortune, we're getting Forsaken Jace, we're getting Astro Nautilus, which Ryan and I talked about earlier, and it, oh god, that's such a cool skin. You have the dude that's in, like, the Bioshock suit, the deep sea diving suit, but, like, the old-fashioned ones, and then you have Astronaut. Like, you cannot get further apart in universes, and that's really awesome. I think they're both really good in their own right. And then the last skin that they have is Sand Wraith Pike. He's just a sand snake. He's just, he's just a sand dude. He is a snack. And then there's a Rise from the Deep event, which is something. Yeah, it's some event that, you know, Riot will put on to give Emily more team boost that she's going to be <laughs> upset she has to use. Yeah. Possibly, maybe. Uh, a, a, oh, you know what? The Rise from the Deep, Deep event might give you a chance to score Astro, or sorry, Nautilus and or Pike for free. Or both, maybe. It, possibly both, yes. Or if it doesn't give you that chance it could possibly give you the chance to like unlock their skins. Cause I know they've done that in the past as well as if they don't give you the chance, they'll give you a chance to unlock like Astro Nautilus or Sand Wraith Pike, Sand Wraith Pike. Say that three times fast. Sand Wraith Pike, Sand Wraith Pike, Sand Wraith Pike. Wow. I actually Ooh. did it. That was pretty good. All right. Dad. Boys got bars. Thank you. I've been <laughs> working on it. All right. So, Next up is speed running. Um Yeah. We talked about that already, thankfully, so we can actually just go straight on to the next one. Nope, it's it's right there. We're doing it. Oh my goodness. We're speed running the notes and we're skipping right to G. We're gonna do the classic F glitch skip. Classic. So yeah, classic. What are you what are some improvements you might make to Wild Rift if you could tell Riot you wanna change this? Let's start with Emily. Less team boosts. Stop giving one. me so many team boosts. <laughs> Why? <laughs> do you got I... anything else? Do you, do you feel pressured to play when you have so many team boosts? No, it makes me not want to play. <laughs> Did you know you can spend all of them at once if it really bothers you that much? So you just never have to see him again. You can spend all 70 at once. How? How can I do that? Okay, so that's a good question, actually. You can't poor Ryan. He's just looking for where <laughs> where this all makes sense. And honestly, I agree, it doesn't. So if you go to your app, there's gonna be like a little sword and like what looks like a chest icon at the bottom of your screen. And so if you look at that icon, it'll have your inventory of all the things you've ever gotten. So your team boost, you might have like champion selection chest. Oh my god, have you never opened this? Yes, I have. If you've never opened it, you might have like champion selection chests and stuff in there could you imagine i didn't know about it at first no no no. you're fine but could you imagine like a new player not having opened this until they listen to our podcast and realize they get like free champs free skins that was kind of me can you imagine a player playing for weeks and never having opened the shop ever (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine that player playing ranked multiple times until they got emerald and then finally learning how to open the shop. He peaked. He peaked. At, he, that, that's when he peaked. If there was a prime I ever had, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> that That is Antonio on the Chicago Bulls, number 23. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry if you guys hear baby boys squeaking. Honestly, I'll leave it in. You know, hey, cat tax. Hey, look. 
Give us views. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there, like we have an icon. Oh, we can, Ryan, we can get kittens as our little emotes if we start Twitch streaming. We can Ooh. get a, a, a picture of your kitten. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Me when my team starts engaging and they're not supposed to. <laughs> All right, some improvements to Wild Rift. Huh? Yeah, Emily, what else you got? Anything else besides the team boost? Oh, you go to the inventory, you click on the team boost, it's going to say, do you want to use one? And you can actually click it to 74. Like, you can click it all the way up. You can just click max. Um, yeah. So, I will say, like, okay. I feel like they've actually made a decent amount of changes in the past, like, six months of the game. Like, I know a lot of people complained about, like, matchmaking and <laughs> its quality. And, you know, like, <laughs> no matchmaking system will ever be perfect. <laughs> you know, I think, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, especially in, unless you just have infinite players, there are problems you just can't solve um, based on the size of your player base, right? Um, so I think they, you know, they've done a really good job. Um, I think the, the game balance is actually a pretty good spot. I think uh, they added the ability to like report people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they added like, uh, like AFK detection and remakes and stuff, right? I agree. My matches have been, I think, much closer, and, like, I don't find myself as a diamond playing with a lot of, like, gold players, platinum players, or anything like that, for example. Like, that keeps it within skill cap. The AFK protection, like you said, is another good thing they did. Like, I really like that as well. And I think the game is pretty balanced right now. I feel like most champions are viable, and they're finding, you know, things, or uh, champions like Wukong, for example, who have been left behind maybe a little bit, and they're trying to buff him. So I, I agree with the things you're saying so far. I think like, if, you know, we were being, you know, nitpicky and, and good consumers and, 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 you know, really being honest with the feedback about improvements of the game that we love, uh, you know, I think just more champions over time will be better, right? I think, so, you know, the meta is kind of stale in a sense because, you know, there's just not that many champions in the game right now, right? So, like, we have the same, like, top three junglers um, that we've had for, like, a year, you know? Yeah, Nunu, Wallump, and Evelyn. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I was thought, you know, uh, for people that actually know things, I was talking about... Uh, <laughs> um, sorry. You're fine. I get it. It's a funny joke. I was talking about Kha'Zix and Lee Sin uh, and Evelyn. And Nunu, yeah. Nunu deserves an honorable mention because he, I, you know, he, in various tier lists, I know he's appeared in an S tier and stuff like that. And I think he's a, he's just been a solid jungler the entire time. But, like, it, it's been the same thing, right? You know? In my opinion, I think Nunu and Wolump is the easiest of the top, the quote-unquote top tier junglers you can learn. That's crazy to me. That's so, well, so hard to use. <laughs> Really? Yes, I cannot use it. So bad at it. But, like, I think the combos with Lee Sin are terrible. Like, for new players, it's so hard to learn how to play Lee Sin, even though he looks really cool. That's fair. Uh, I think Evelyn's potentially really hard to use now. Yeah. She was a little easier when her health regeneration and stuff were kind of ridiculous. And, like, I think now that they've made... She's really squishy. They've made some good changes to make her a little bit more punishable in the early game, and I think that's good for her as well. And Kha'Zix... Red wards also make Evelyn just a lot worse. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. I mean, same with Kha'Zix, too. Less, I mean, yes, 
I mean, his stealth is more temporary, uh, but yes, 100%. That's true, yeah. Okay. But he does, if I remember correctly, he gets two bonuses. He gets one for isolated enemies, isolated Emily's. And he gets one if they're if you're not visible before you attack the opponent as Kha'Zix. He gets yeah. a bonus as well. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from when I say he might be a little worse. But I, I agree with you. He's probably, you know, like, I mean, fine. Like, like, like if one if Kha'Zix is going to pop, he's going to pop whether or not he has the, that, t- that small bonus on it. Either way, the real strength in it is getting him to see their movements, right? You know? Yeah. Um, so, um, stop like, sorry, my cat's eating my headset. <laughs> oh, no, you're totally fine. Um, and so, like, this is just, you know, your daily reminders to use things like Team Boost. Use your thing like Red Wards and Blue Wards. Like, just make sure you're using the, the resources that the game gives you to get free value, both in-game while playing Summoner's Rift and also outside or before games. So you can get extra bonuses after the game, like rewards, etc., etc. Also a reminder not to get five cats. <laughs> five is too many? When was too many for you, Ryan? Oh, man, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> was two fine? Two is, two is fine. Three is fine. Four? I don't know. It's when you start hits, hitting the Fs. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit rougher. The Fs are really hard, yeah. Other changes, you know, like I think like having uh, more mid lane mages would be really good. Um, like, you know, if you want to play a mid lane mage, you're kind of limited to, I mean, there's a decent amount of choices, uh, if you, stop it, uh, um, you know, cause you have like, um, Ari, Oriana, Annie, Vigar, but it'd be cool to get, um, you know, champs like Belkaz in there. Like, it'd be cool to have like champions like Victor and Silas, Swain, Olivia. like, it'd be cool to just have more variety. I think Pike and Nautilus are a good step in that direction, too, because they're definitely some slightly different champions, you know? They're both supports, though, and I think support already has a ton of variety. That's true. I agree there. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited for more for them to come to the game. Um, but, you know, I just think, it, like, we're talking about things that we ask Riot Q, you know, to improve the game. And I just, you know, I think it'll improve as time goes on and we get more and more champions. Um, because one of the cool things about Ch- at League of Legends is how many champions it has and the different but like the sheer raw combination of team composition and stuff that you can have so in that same vein i actually want to say i think that they could use more skins for the champions that only have like one or two options dude you're gonna get more lux and ezreal skins and you're gonna like it i don't want more lux and ezreal skins i've only played this game for a year and i'm already upset and this has been a problem for years emily <laughs> I cannot tell you the raw amount of skins that Ezreal and Lux have on normal League of Legends. Uh, let's, let's look it up. I'm muting my mic for the clacker. They have double than, like, the next closest champs. Like, it's ridiculous. Why? Because So, the reason why is because Ezreal and Lux are their poster children for the game. Like, Jinx is one of the few new faces. It's one of the few people where people are like, oh, is that Jinx from Arcane? That's, like... The whole thing. There's also Vi. Vi's another face, I think. Echo's a big, big piece of representation, I think, as well. So, wow, that cat grew really big really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so like Ezreal and Lux, just they sell. They sell so many skins and make so much money for Riot that they just continually push products for those characters because they are literally monetarily incentivized to because people will not stop buying. 
things for those champions. I mean, that's just smart then. Yeah, it's just it's just good business. All right, so Ezreal and Lux and Misfortune are all tied for the most skins at sixteen. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Sixteen skins. What are the next closest champs? So, well, just for example, so like an average champion like uh, Nautilus has seven. So Ari has fifteen. Akali has fourteen. There's a bunch with fourteen. Like Katarina, Ash, Annie, Alistar, Riven. Some of the OG champs. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. Some of the older champs. Um, let's see. Champions with one skin. Let's see. Now that doesn't count. These came out relatively recently. Let's see. Last. Re- let's see. Let's look at last release skin. This is, this is gonna be sad. You guys ready for this? All right. Fiddlesticks. Oh man. All right. I, let's do this for Doctor Mundo because you guys know Doctor Mundo. When do you guys think Doctor Mundo's last skin was released? A year ago. Some sweet summer child. Where did Antonio go? I have no idea. Just dipped on this segment. <laughs> All right. I, I saw. I saw him take his headphones off and then put his finger up like one second. I don't know where he went. I didn't know we could just leave. See ya. I know, right? <laughs> when do you think, Antonio? I'm gonna say Mundo's last skin, not Wild Rift, right? Not Wild Rift. His last skin, I'm gonna say, was 2019, three years ago. Oof. 2018. Oh my god, that's so long ago. Yeah. Poor Mundo means he does have some of the most skins available at 10. Okay. Yeah. Who has the least skins available? So the least skins available typically are champions that were just like recently released. Yep. So Rel, Deck, Renata, Belveth. So Orn was released a long time ago, and it's been almost two years since he's had a skin. Wow. Orn is awesome, though. Oh my god, he's such an awesome champ. Yeah. Aurelian Soul's last skin was October of 2020. Holy crap. I recently... Uh... Got into teamfight tactics too, so I've been playing with some more of these champions. I'm sorry, it's not great. Oh my god, the graphics are horrible. Teamfight tactics is truly just due for some visual upgrades because, good god, the labor of love. It looks worse than All League right, of Legends, cool. and League of Legends looks a little sus sometimes. Dude, you should have seen it back in the day. It looks a lot better than it used to. Bro, it probably looked like Bomberman back in the day. <laughs> There were some polygons. Like, look it up if you have some spare time. Um, like, old Summoner's Rift looks like fucking, like a like clown fiesta compared to what we have now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Wild Rift. The way Wild Rift looks is, so of all the games that Riot has, League of Legends Wild Rift is probably the most aesthetically pleasing, I would say. It's a very beautiful yeah. game. Alright, I, I agree with that. We definitely can't have video with all that going on. Your nose okay? <laughs> no, dude, it hurts. I don't know what's going on with it. What is up uh, with you? Can you stop doing so much cocaine? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, you can ask me anything, but to do less cocaine? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> For all our kid listeners out there, do not do drugs. These are not funny jokes. <laughs> yeah, drugs. How about you just edit that out? <laughs> We're an explicit podcast. We can do what we want. Mm-hmm. This is the Ro Jogan mm-hmm. experience. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 
So Ash has 14 skins. Ton of skins. That's a lot of skins. You you know you know what you don't want to know when the last Ash skin was released? 2019 again. Yesterday. Wait, really? <laughs> I was gonna say two days yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What was it? Uh, Ocean Song Ash. Oh man, I can't wait. There's a new skin coming out for Seraphine. It's Star Guardian Seraphine. Oh, Kingmaker, I love you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. But bro, you gotta stop hating on Seraphine. I'm a Seraphine main. That was my first love of this game. Kingmaker talks on the podcast and he's like, I hate her lyrics. I can't stand her. She's the most annoying. I love her. She's so positive. She has such a good vibe about her. Oh, man. Seraphine, I'm sorry that Kingmaker doesn't like you. What were we saying about uh, wrapping up the podcast? Yeah, we can wrap up now. We got a few more minutes of audio now. <laughs> Had to get those last few minutes in of just random banter. We're going to talk about Seraphine. We can do anything but. <laughs> oh my god, why do you hate her? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kingmaker, you've infiltrated uh, my podcast. Good job. I'm proud of uh, you. <laughs> you're successful. Alright, uh, do you guys want to know a couple more skin facts before we call Go it? ahead, give us a couple more skin facts. Also, that's a very disturbing segment of our podcast that now is going to exist. Ryan skin facts. Yeah, skin facts with Ryan. There it is. Alright, alright, final skin fact for the day. You should use sunscreen. <laughs> Good call. Good call. It doesn't matter if you're brown, white, blue, or yellow, you should put on sunscreen. Seriously. Take, <laughs> take care of your skin. You only have one. That's true. That's not yeah. true though. Skin skin has layers. Ogres have layers, skin have layers. Hey, all right. Here's here's the final fun fun fact. Jarvin is voiced by Gohan. Really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. That's pretty cool. I wonder what other famous voice actors there are. That's a good question. We'll look. We'll look it up and come come prepared for next week. Emily, have you tried out any of the new champs that you bought? <laughs> no. That sounds like a no. <laughs> So that's that's your next mission. On top of using more team boosts, did you max them out, by the way? Did you use them all? No, I didn't touch it yet. You can also work on using those champions. That's your mission. I thought about it when we were playing, but, you know, it was literally when we stopped playing. I was like, oh, I should have played, like, a couple. I think it was the last game. Like, we chose our champions, and it was loading to the map. And I was like, oh, I should have played... A new, at least one new champion that I bought because we were doing intro bots. I even played Singed. I played Singed because you had <laughs> Singed available for me to play. I borrowed your champ that you bought so I could play him. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you got use out of him. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Ezreal's also voiced by uh, by Godon. That's also cool. But yeah, Singed was pretty good, wasn't he, Em? Yeah, I think so. I think I still was better, but <gasps> mm. I got a couple MVPs. Nice. Today I learned Rise was voiced by Goku. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Whose voice? Rise. He's a champion not in Wild Rift yet. He'll be I there, though. Like, I, I don't know who that is. All right. Well, thank you again to all our international and, you know, national listeners. We appreciate everybody that's supporting us. Hey, 
real quick. So there's another podcast I listen to um, that every every week they shout out, they give a shout out to everyone who left a review for the podcast. So leave us a review, and we'll give you a direct shout out. We'll call you out yeah. by first name if you want. We'll call you out by in game name if you want. We'll call you out by both if you want. We'll say whatever you want within reason. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, subscribe, review, five stars. Yeah, definitely, especially on Spotify. Spotify is the most popular way people listen to us right now, so leave us reviews there. I'm okay if you don't give us five stars, because I feel like we're not a five star yet, but if you want to be Jack- Oh, we're five stars. Oh, okay. Our, oh. Um, <laughs> actually, we're three stars right now, I... and with Dave, we'd be four stars. Oh. If we want five stars, we need a Ugh. fifth, you know, star. <laughs> That's too many cooks. I just got put in place by the most popular person on the podcast, so I should shut up. Yeah, that's true. Emily is the most popular, by by and large. How do we know that? We've done a lot of, we've done extensive market research, and the, the results are clear. None of us were that popular. Uh, so. <laughs> in the popularity contest, you are, in fact, the isolated Emily, way ahead of everybody else. The isolated Emily. Out of all the Emilys, you're the best Emily in this group for sure. One hundred percent. Can't yeah, can't um, lie. Yeah. Facts. Hundred percent best Emily. Facts. The statistics don't lie, and neither does the data. And both are pointing to you being the greatest Emily. All right, hit us with the outro, my dude. But da dun dun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> All right, everybody say bye. One, two, three. Bye. 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 Bye.